Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This week, the Bookshelf Cinema is screening Family Farm, Zero Motivation, Gremlins, The Theory of Everything, Wild, and more. On February 7th in the bookstore, Tim Tencher reads from his new book, Picture Your Life to Create a Healthy Mind and Soul. And on February 13th and 14th, the E-Bar presents The Cock Whisperer, A Love Story. The Bookshelf is an independently owned culture hub located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph more information about their hours, listings, blogs, and accessibility, please visit bookshelf.ca. I love you. Creative Control with Beach Comic. Back in October of 2014, I went to the Halifax Pop Explosion and I recorded Seven episodes of this show over three days, which is a little unprecedented. I think it is totally, totally unprecedented. I like going to music festivals or things like that and just giving myself a whole ton of stuff to do. I don't really like... I don't know what it is about me. I like... If I have to... If I if I go and I have to MC, that's good. Um, sometimes I'm reviewing the shows for somebody. Other times I'm chasing interviews like like this, and it's great. I like it. I like being busy at these festivals. So, uh, as you may recall, Aaron Mangle of Cousins was on this show. Um, I mean, this is from the same trip, and I posted that episode months ago. And Aaron drove me around Halifax, then we ended up at the location of the current location, I think, of the Kyber, uh, which is a cultural center thing. And there was a weird Canada discussion and so Aaron and I ended it ended the episode ended there, and then we went to the discussion. And then after the discussion, I ran into Ben and Paul of P.S. I Love You. So we went from the Kyber, and the journey was meant to take us to Gus's pub. We were going to walk to to Gus's pub. So that's what you're going to hear. Uh, you're going to hear us walking along the streets of Halifax, running into strangers talking about ourselves and our lives and their music. Uh, They are a fantastic band. I'm a huge fan. Their latest album is called For Those Who Stay, and they have been on tour uh, across North America with Death From Above 1979 and Mets, 
And uh, that tour is on now. This is part of the reason why I'm posting this episode. I wish I'd posted a little bit sooner, but I couldn't get to it. So this is why I'm posting this episode at this point. Uh, They are playing in the coming days. You can see them in... Let's see here. I think you can see them in Barrie, Ottawa, London, Peterborough, Kingston, and Oshawa, Ontario. And you can learn more about the band at uh, paperbagrecords.com slash artist slash PS dash I dash love dash you. PS I love you. Just Google PS I love you band and you'll find them. Anyway, they're fantastic. You're going to hear a song from their latest album. And as I say, just a nice frank conversation. So this is it. Myself and PS I love you. The 2015 edition of Hillside Inside takes place February 6th to 8th in various venues in downtown Guelph. Now, while Saturday's show with the new pornographers and operators and Sunday's show featuring Stars and Hey Rosetta are both sold out, you can still get tickets for other stuff, like Friday's Oliver Mutacuzzi and the Black Spirits River Run Center show with Alex Cuba, or the Kid Koala Bad Bad Not Good Bizarre Show at Mitchell Hall. There are also still tickets left for the Owen Pallet Jennifer Castle Show at St. George's Church Sanctuary Saturday afternoon. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff happening in stores and restaurants and cafes uh, over the weekend. So head over to hillsidefestival.ca for updates and more info. Okay, thanks. Ben? Where's Paul? Okay, there he is. Deesh? How's it going? This is on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's good. fine. <laughs> We're busy. <laughs> this is our last uh, show for about a month, I guess. When, where are you playing tonight? The Olympic Hall with amazing bands such as Bry Webb, Secret Band Cousins. Yeah, and that's a, uh, a dream come true for me, Chad Van Galen. Is it, that's a dream come true for you? Yeah. A couple of years ago, I was very, very obsessed with Chad Van Galen. 
because uh, he's you know like a renaissance man of yeah he art makes and design and animation and amazing music are uh, you do you i do graphic design oh mostly for our band and uh paper bag records oh, okay which is a sweet gig you um, make films and stuff no i wish okay i don't have the patience for that <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, that's good. That's great. Yeah, Chad's a swell but guy too. I'll be, I'll be cool. Are you a little starstruck? I will be. I would have been two years ago, but I'll be cool. I made a fool of myself when I met the band OMD a couple of years ago. Orchestral maneuvers in the dark. Yeah, yeah. What was that? Was that with uh, Diamond Rings? Diamond Rings. That's yeah, it. I know. I'll what? go to that record store. Where? Right there. Oh, Black Buffalo Records? Yeah. Huh. I bought enough records. Yeah, I got to stop buying records. Do you buy a lot of records, Paul? Uh, yes, I do. Peace. <laughs> Dave, you bought a lot on this trip? Yeah, we bought um, a few. Not so much on this trip. Because uh, I haven't uh, found what I'm looking for. Still haven't found what you're looking for? Are you mostly looking for U2 records? <laughs> yes. You don't have a copy of that record? I do. You don't have the Joshua Tree? I don't, actually. No, I don't. Sure, it's secretly in your iTunes. Um, go that way. No, we want to go right this over way? here. I think. Yeah. So, what's your relationship like with Halifax? We're both from out of town, and we're just. Uh, <laughs> I had a tour earlier, of some kind. Yeah. Uh, from uh, Aaron Mangle, he just drove me around. But oh, nice. How long? How many times have you been to Halifax? Oh, uh, countless times. Yeah. I think. Do you Call like more it? than me. Do you like it? I like it a lot. Yeah. I when I was younger, I always envisioned moving here. Uh, but somehow I stayed in Kingston. Was it because of the mid-90s Halifax pop explosion? Pretty not much. the festival? Michael that was Neal. a big part of it. For me, it's Mike O'Neill. I'd move here just for Mike O'Neill. <laughs> he would move here just for Mike O'Neill. But uh, that's interesting because Mike also has a Kingston connection. Yes, he does. Yeah. When I was a teen, I uh, I was obsessed with Sloan and Thrush Hermit. And I was like buying murder records, vinyl, before I hit the internet like with money orders. And, and then um, both my sisters lived here. They're older than me, so I'd visit a lot. I spent a lot of summers here as a teen, just kind of staying with family friends and exploring. And that was my first taste of like independence was in Halifax. I even went to music school here, like jazz camp. You went to jazz camp in <laughs> Halifax? Yeah, it's called the Creative Music Workshop. Uh, it was put on by the Jazz Festival. Oh. So, uh, what's the name of that? <coughs> was there he? It was, was really great uh, uh, teachers, like sort of East Coast Canadian jazz legends, Jerry Gonelli and Donald right. Palmer. And oh, wow. Jerry Gonelli is amazing. Great drummer. Is he the and guy that drummed with. on the Peanuts theme? Yeah. Yeah. So, like... Did we go too far? I, I think know. we can go that way. He said to turn right at the construction sign. Where's yeah. the... Con where is that? Wait, did we already pass the construction sign? There's pylons here. Let's go. Okay, let's go this way. Do you think we're on the right... You know where... You've been... I haven't been here in, like, eight years. I don't know. I get lost. I don't have a cell phone. I don't have any sense of direction. Any opportunity, That's not good. any opportunity to say he doesn't have a cell phone. Yeah. Off, off hold, off out, the grid. hold out people. Why are you so proud of not having a cell phone? I used to be like well, you. This is not know. right. We're not in the right spot. We'll go this way. We no, I think way. we want to go. I don't think this is right, guys. No, this isn't right. I think oh, we're going to right. No, we'll ask, we we'll ask these people. Excuse me. Do you know where Gus's pub is? Yes. Do we want to be going that way? Yes. Oh, we are on the right track. Down. Sorry, I'm gonna put you on a microphone. No, it's fine. Don't worry. It's fine. We're making a podcast. No one's gonna know. We no one even knows who you are. And I didn't mean to belittle you and, and suggest you're not famous. I just mean like no one's gonna hear this and know who you are. So sorry. Where are you? is that kale? Yes. That's a lot of kale. Is a lot of kale. Paul is actually a gourmet chef. Yeah. 
Do you have any recommendations for a kale recipe for them? Um, if you massage it with a little bit of water and massage it with your hands, it'll get less bitter and you won't have to even have to cook it. Really? It's massaged. Mm-hmm. How, how long do you have to massage it? About five, ten minutes. Okay, that's it? Oh, there you go. You got to oil it up or something? Well, it depends on what you do with it. If you I mean, it's great when it's cooked up, but you can also make a salad just with it raw. If it's massaged, it'll be really nice. There you go. You can have a kale salad there. That's yeah, worth stopping. It's a good salad. thing we got lost, I guess, for you. Yeah. Now, sorry, where's Gus's? This way, right? Yeah, so you're just going to turn right, go all the way down to Agricola. There's actually a lot of places where you can buy kale, and <laughs> so you could stop there, too. Okay. And then it's going... <laughs> You what? I've switched to baby kale pretty much all the time. Baby kale, that sounds horrific. You just eat it right out of the box oh or bag. God. Poor kale, I'm sorry. Sorry, okay, so we go down there yeah. and then what? It's just on your right. It's on your right. You'll, You'll see it. Right. Okay, yeah. thank Probably you. Probably about three blocks. There's a lot of construction yeah. here. We're going to do it. Let's go. Okay, sorry, Ben's in a hurry. Thank you. Good thank luck with you. your kale. Sorry to bother you. All right, there you go. Baby kale. I had no idea there was such a thing. Yeah, it's Why is it? Is it better? Than, is it less bitter? It is less bitter, yeah. All right, there you go. You're a cook, right? I wasn't. I wasn't bullshitting back there. No, You're, he is. No, yeah, I'm a cook. He yeah. could be a gourmet cook for sure. Are you considering that? Because you and I once did a thing where you cooked me breakfast when I had a breakfast show. Yeah, yeah. It was fantastic. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And you just seem to be making it up as you went along. No offense. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the great joy of cooking, right? The improvised, improvisational nature of it. Oh yeah, for sure. It's like it's like uh, it all comes back to jazz. That's right. <laughs> Your jazz training training actually has informed your cooking. I'm I'm kind of serious. Like, once you know the ingredients you're working with, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and so that we had the same upbringing on some level in terms of. Although you guys, I think, are significantly younger than me. I'm in my mid 30s. Uh, 31. I'm 32. I'm 32 now. Okay. All right. So that whole Sloan. I thought you were older than that. (laughs) Well, why would you say? Why would you say that to me? I'm joking. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm not. Hairs. I think we do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that vain. I don't care if you think I'm old. I am a little old. You're a beautiful man, Vish. Thank you. Thank you too. Now, um, yeah. So that Halifax, that's what I associate the city with a lot too. It has a the kind yeah. of nostalgic magic of it for me. Yep. This place was uh, pretty stunning. And you know, Mike O'Neill's still here. He lives here. He's in Newfoundland. Uh, I know. This weekend. Oh, he's <laughs> I emailed him and uh, was sad to hear that he was not. In the not in Halifax when I was in Halifax. I think he got a several because he and I exchanged texts as well. Yeah, and, was, and I think he, I could tell by his tone, his text tone, that yeah. he'd been getting a lot of messages about you know where are you, what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, why? Wh- and so when he, he was was he? Are you from Kingston, Ben? Yes, born and raised. Yeah. So was it a big deal when the inbreds were around at that point? Yeah, I mean more for Paul just because I was more into mainstream music, but I watched The Wedge every day and. You know, I was aware of what was happening in the city <laughs> when I lived in the suburbs in Kingston. And more now, it's like meeting and being buds with Michael Neal is a big deal just because, you know, we're a duo from Kingston and they were a duo from Oshawa, Kingston. Yeah. And uh, it's just fun. Like, And he was on Trailer Park Boys, too. And he's doing well, you he's know. He's doing very well writing, writing that, that shows. Stuff. Yeah, he's got that Black, Black, Black Jesus show. Yeah. I'm really proud of them. I haven't seen. But interestingly, like, for some of us, the inbreds kind of put, I mean, obviously the tragically hip put Kingston on the map. But I do think for a a, a number of us, the inbreds were hugely kind of signified Kingston, and yet they really just went to school there. Well, they are also a band where I remember watching a Sukin Lee 
like live performance with the inbreds on the wedge once and Which you can still watch on youtube yep and i you know she brings up the fact that on their record they're like proudly put you know made in kingston ontario or yeah. their fan clubs from kingston ontario and paul and i are not ashamed to you know say that we're still from kingston right well you are though aren't yeah, you? yeah oh actually wait where are you living paul lives in toronto i still live in, in kingston yeah. why did you stay in kingston because <sighs> my life uh is better in kingston <laughs> and my girlfriend's doing her phd so you know even if i want to leave i which i don't i'm not the type to move away from something good I have uh, a th- I, that's I, the only reason I'd move is if she had got a job somewhere else. I have a thing where uh, people often used to ask me why I still live in Guelph rather than Toronto because right. I was working in Toronto for quite a while. Yeah. But I really love living away from Toronto and being away from Toronto and just dropping yep. in for a visit. Me too. Kingston, though, is I have the luxury, I was going to say, of, of only uh, being about an hour away. Yeah, but I have no other than playing shows or something to do with the band. Like, I have no reason to go to a big city and I'm a homebody so like I got stuff to do there and cats to hang out with so yeah 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 okay you know I'm a small town guy and I still prefer that kind of vibe and atmosphere yeah I get overwhelmed quite easily in big cities is this okay is Halifax feels kind of small town yeah it's nice it's not so bad I mean I get lost real easily so I've just kind of been taking I've been going to Gus's a lot <laughs> and just taking the same route back and forth. Yeah, I uh, I hear you. Do you think Randy's Pizza, Seafood, and Donair Ooh. is good? There you the go. Bur- good guy, the burger's good? Okay. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Okay, thank you. We'll try it out. There you go. Okay, I made his way onto my show there. Did you see that? Yeah, plug. Randy's Pizza, Seafood, and Donair. What are you, you're hungry, aren't you? Yeah, I gotta eat. But you want to eat small. at Gus's? No, I don't want to eat at Gus's. It's going to be too loud. Oh, right, there's music playing. Where yeah. the hell is Gus's? I still haven't it's seen it. It's up here. Okay. Uh, Paul, why did you move to Toronto? Man, I feel like I've gotten 15 of you, 15 yawns of yours on the show already. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really sleepy. Uh, obviously, what, uh, you were out late? I was out late, and I don't, I didn't sleep well. Are you in a hotel? Uh, no, we're actually in a friend's house, and it's an amazing place, but I just couldn't sleep. i got to say, that pizza smells good. Yeah. Yeah, it does. You want to go there? I'm going. Okay, let's go. We gave it a plug. He said the burgers were good, but I'm going to have pizza. Um, so yeah, what brought you to Toronto? Uh, I moved there to live with my partner, Emma. Am I? Are you under arrest right now? Why are no. you? You've been doing this a lot. He, blood he's, flow. He's walking around raising his hands in the air. You got a blood flow circula- circulation issue? Uh, no, I just like putting my hands up. It's fun. I don't know. Hey, how's it going? It hey, it's <laughs> Teen. Hey, guys. This is the band Teen. This is P.S. Hi, I teen. Love You. Hello. Hey. Hi, I'm ben. Lizzie. Nice to meet you. Nice, nice to meet you. Hey. Hey. My podcast streams are crossing right Hi, now. Teeny. <laughs> teeny. Nice to see you. How are you guys? What are you doing? Whoa. That's not... Is this because of you? Because you walked up? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we just ate some food. Now we're going to go shopping. Oh, nice. Did you go to Randy's Pizza, Seafood, and Donair? No, we didn't. We should have. Where'd you go? Just kidding. Uh, I don't know. Don't you, we just... Like, oh, oh, yeah. You got the meal voucher there? Yeah. There's a meal voucher? Yeah, we did that yesterday. It was great. Shit, man. I didn't get no meal voucher or a veal voucher. (laughs) Veal voucher. All right. What are you guys doing now? Shopping. Where are you going to go? Found. Where? Austin Found. Oh, what is... Oh, art vintage kitsch. It's 
close. I don't know why, you know. It's Kitsch. Why would they put that in the title? Isn't that I'm kind of a negative there. connotation? I, I don't know. It's a nice story. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Well, nice seeing you again. Was your show at the Marquee no good? Yeah, nice to meet really you guys. Yeah, I, heard mm -hmm. good, I heard good things. I'm sorry I missed it. Yeah, whatever. What? <laughs> By the way, I listened back, and I think our show is going to be good. Awesome. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm going to put it out in November. <coughs> <coughs> now you're on both shows. <laughs> Teen are great. Do you know this band? I've heard of this band, but I have not heard From the New band York? Yet. They're um, great. I they're bet. really. I was you blown away taste. when I saw them. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is P.S. I love you, and they're also fantastic. Okay. Yeah, I like that I'm helping. This is ridiculous. We're gonna go to Randy's now. Okay, we'll see you guys around. Are you gonna go to anything tonight? Take it easy. You guys should take a load off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Bye. Uh, that's Teen. They're great. Yeah. I bet. They seem great. They're really nice people, and they were really fun on my show. Um. Three okay. of them are sisters, right? Yeah, that's right. Yes. You know a bit about them. I read. Liebersons. I read. You read some stuff. Yep. What were we talking about? You remember? Yawning. Sleeping. My God, you're yawning again. Yeah, sorry. Serious problem. I don't know. No, Once fine. I start, I can't stop. I hope your our arms are okay. Are we going to keep doing this while we order pizza? Yeah, yeah. We'll do All the right. whole thing. Yeah. Okay, we're kind of crossed up here. You go in and I'll go in. We'll do a thing. Um, hey, how's it going? Good. We're from out of town and we're doing a podcast. Just got here myself. Oh, do you work here? No. Oh, okay, sorry to bother you. <laughs> hey, how's it going? <coughs> you guys have like slices? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Root beer. Oh, it's like a margarita? I don't know. Looks good to me. Is there like a veggie slice? Uh, no, I can't. Meat lovers and pepperoni. Meat lovers and pepperoni. Is there a veggie slice coming? Uh, or like a margarita or something? Do you make like a cheese pizza? How many slices do you want? I'm going to get a meat lovers slice. Meat lovers? Yeah. Ten minutes is great. Yeah, thank you, thank you. We heard good things about Randy's. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Where'd Paul go? I don't know. Oh, he's over there. Do you want to sit? Yeah, I do. Okay, let's have a seat. By the door? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, by the door. It's fine. Oh, hey, but you're. Yeah, I'll hold this. Paul, are you. Paul, are you getting something? Yes. Here, take this. Just take it. Can I get a nine-inch garlic fingers, please? What are you getting? Garlic fingers. Garlic. You gotta use the garlic fingers. <laughs> garlic fingers. Okay. It's like uh, it's like the East Coast uh, pizza alternative. Is that? Is, it would, should I get the? Yeah, yeah. Should I get that instead of the pizza? I might get that. Was it good? Well, it it is good. I mean, pizza is also good. So. Can I have some of your garlic fingers? Yeah, you can try some. Okay. You want some of my pizza? Sure. Okay, I'll have the. Okay, we'll wait on the pizza. Thank you. What's Pepsi next? It's like uh. It's made with sugar, but like less sugar than normal. Why is it called Next? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not here to promote. Pepsi I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Just, it just seems weird just that they would call I'm it Next. Just a pop. Okay, I'll sit over here. I'll sit beside. That's a big pizza. Oh, that man. is a huge pizza. Let's oh, get a picture of Ben with that pizza. I gotta say, I've been doing a lot of this. Yeah. Over the last couple of days, this is the second last one. I've done like seven episodes of my show in like three days, and uh. I think I'm holding it together, but it feels like I'm running out of steam a little bit. So this pizza and well, garlic finger combination is going to be good. It's it's going to be great. Yeah, and you're going to. After this, you got like seven or eight, nine episodes of your show done. Yeah, yeah and Take we're it easy. we're having a baby in December. Oh, wow. So that's going to obviously slow some stuff down. Is there is there a topical reason why this episode should be up like ahead of? When's your tour with DFA? Uh, not oh, uh, that's in starts in late January. 
Oh, it's not even till January. Yeah. I could save this till then. Good. That's a banked episode right there. Yeah. In the bank episode in the bank. We're touring with RAA, Royal Alberta Advantage, in Europe. But I guess that doesn't matter for Canadians. It doesn't matter. This is an international podcast. Most of my listeners are actually from the United States of America. Whoa. Oh, really? Well, we're not going there in a while. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. They still need to know about PS. Okay, so did you answer the question about why you ended up in Toronto? Oh, uh... Did he? But some traffic went by and then teen showed up. So. Yeah, okay. What was your answer? Why did you end up in Toronto? I basically moved there uh, to live with my partner, Emma. Uh, we were in a long-distance relationship for a couple of years. And uh, she was in Montreal, and I, I, uh, I was in Kingston. She didn't want to move to Kingston. I didn't feel like moving to Montreal, but we definitely had to live together, you know? Yeah, of course. So uh, we just moved to Toronto. It was oh. like split the difference, go to Toronto. Oh, Wait, is Toronto the difference? No. You just moved further. I just like saying that. <laughs> you moved further west of either where either of you were. That's not uh, the difference at all. Are you enjoying living in Toronto? Yeah, it's great. You like it? Yeah, it's fine. It's everything you want is kind of nearby. Uh, yeah, I like Toronto because I sort of approach it from a... Uh, uh, I have this like lens of, of no pressure. No pressure? That I see things through. Like a lot of people get stressed out when they think about Toronto. It's a big city, but like... You know, I just, like, stay calm and don't do much, and it's great. It's exact, It's a totally malleable place. Like, there's lots of different music scenes and cool shows, and you can kind of dip in and out whenever you want. You're not really responsible for anything. <laughs> you know, I have, like, a job and an apartment and stuff and, you know, normal life responsibilities. But, like, in Kingston, I felt like I was almost always... Like, people would look to me for... Um, something you felt like you were uh, yeah. a figure in the community that people recognized and, and yeah and in, in recent years I kind of like um, kind of skulked away from that because I didn't I don't feel like I have any more to offer so were you active in your communities beyond playing music like were you guys oh, uh, off putting and on, on shows over the past eight seven eight years yeah for sure like not as much as other people I mostly just played uh <laughs> I mostly just played shows and, and DJed parties and um, I helped put on a bunch of shows before, but I, I that's not a, a life for me. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's hard. That it's much like fun. the kind of hard work that I'm not good at. It's, it's rewarding because you're contributing to the community, but it's a lot of hard work and thankless work. You know, people. Eh, yeah. I don't frustrated. need to be thanked, but I need. I like. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to. It's not that you need to be thanked. I just mean like sometimes the amount. I don't think that the amount of work that you put into promoting a show well necessarily comes back to you. No. Other than the <laughs> fact that you've contributed to your community. I mean, for the past several years, though, I've mostly just focused on writing, recording, and performing music, and doing the best that I can do. Yeah. That we can do. Yeah. And then let everyone else do the work around that. <laughs> yeah. So that we can perform. Uh, ben, how's your pizza? It's pretty good. Yeah. Meat lovers. Yes, sir. What do you got on there? It looks like uh, pepperoni under there, bacon. I don't know what that brown stuff is. <laughs> ben loves meat. I like meat. Yeah, that's good. No, one, that's good. one time in China, he ate donkey. Oh, you ate a donkey? I ate an entire donkey. No, I ate a donkey sandwich by accident because it was called Delicious Donkey Fire and maybe I was so fried from traveling that I thought it was just like the name Whopper or Big Mac and halfway through it. Like how Buffalo Wings is not yeah. actually Buffalo? Yeah, yeah. 
Someone I know in a band is uh, traveling, as we're speaking, he's tra- uh, his band is traveling through Europe, and on the Finnish airline they are on, he was offered reindeer meat. Oh, oh wow. That's sad. Which I guess is not the same as venison. Well, it's a different animal. Right, but yeah. deer is, what, what, reindeer and deer? They're not related? I don't. I think they're like different versions of a similar thing. Well, they are clearly. There's yeah, right, yeah. the word is but like a, It's like a deer and like a caribou are different. You would eat caribou. Well, yeah, that, that clearly. Okay, you're right. People eat caribous. You wouldn't call reindeer. It wouldn't be rain venison. It's just, it's <laughs> deer is reindeer. Ven- okay, all right, reindeer. Actually, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a meat eater myself, so I don't. Sounds barbaric, doesn't it? I guess so, Eating yeah. a reindeer, we think of reindeer as being very cute. Christmassy. Yeah. And then they're serving it on the plane? Donkeys are cute, too. That's why I felt so bad. But it was really in being a meat eater. It was the first time in my life where I was like, oh, you know, I pictured the animal that I was eating and I felt bad about it. Yeah. Whereas other animals, chickens and pigs and stuff, which are cute, too. But, you know, you look see it as a piece of meat rather than picturing the animal. Like, it's a substance. Yeah. It's, it's funny how uh, I don't eat meat. But I don't find it shocking when someone eats a reindeer, because it's like in my mind it's like all part of the same thing. Like, oh, sorry, you eat a cow, you eat like yeah, yeah, we're you eat a cat. Like it doesn't, beings. it's no difference to me. Yeah, I guess it seems it does seem weird yeah. to me. But I that's the whole reason I stopped eating meat when I was in high school. Well, yeah, me too. Ethically, I, I felt weird. It's weird. But it's wavered. Uh, I mean, it's it wavered for me here and there, and particularly when you have. Uh, a child and your family and you're exhausted mm. you start to be and you're making like the alternative dinner like the slightly <laughs> alternative dinner to what the rest of your family's having it does start to get to you a little bit you're like I can well, imagine why am I putting this effort into it have you been a long term vegetarian I have been uh, about 16 years yeah uh, has it I, ever uh, come close I have well the thing for me is that I've never uh, I've never had the experience of like killing a pig you well, know, and then very eating few it. of us would. Yeah, but I feel like if you don't have that, like, how can I know what it truly means to eat meat? You know, huh? Like that's that's what's weird for me. Remember that scene in First Blood? Yeah. Where he kills the boar. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Uh-huh. And then he eats it later. Yeah, if I was if I was Rambo in that situation, I'd do what I had to do to survive. Yeah, like if you were John J. Let's just say for <clears throat> uh, argument's sake that you're John J. Rambo. Yeah. And you're trapped. Uh, you're on the loose. Uh, you're a fugitive in the Pacific Northwest. I think that's where it would take place. And then mm-hmm. there's a boar running by. Yeah. You would have fashioned a spear yeah. and leaped from a tree and yeah. killed the boar and yes. eaten the boar. You would do that to survive. I would do that, and then I would know what it means to be a meat eater. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's and good. like I, res- I have respect oh, for... Oh, you got your garlic fingers. You can oh, go. You can just, yeah, drop that down. It's fine. All right, we're going to try the garlic fingers inside. Yeah, you you getting donair sauce too? I don't know if Paul's getting donair. Why was that a good thing? Yeah. What's in the donair sauce? I have no idea what's in it, but it's sweet and delicious. Should we have donair sauce with the garlic fingers? Yeah. It's in there. Oh, okay. Is there? What's in the? It's just the tomato sauce or something. Mm-hmm. What's in donair sauce? Oh, it's vegetarian. It would be if you. Were. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not vegan, so. Milk, sugar, and vinegar? Okay, cool. Whoa, that looks good. That might have been... I should have got that. Yeah. I don't think I've been eating particularly well since I've been in Halifax. Yeah. I have I'm not been eating too well much either. Money. It's because of the garlic fingers. 
That looks good, though. I might... You know what I would do, though? I know you're a chef and you know how to eat. I would let that cool. Yeah. Congeal a little bit. I'm not. also not going to eat it while I have this microphone in my face. Why not? This is how the show... Uh, it's, it's, it's okay, like, fine. Maybe we'll crazy. trade off and give it to Ben and I'll... Whatever. Ben, you done? I'm kind of more interested in what that Pepsi Next tastes like. It's also sort of alternate... We live in a world of... There's a cheese slice? Is it? Okay. Oh, uh, what's on the veggie? Do you ever like... I guess I should get the veggie. Yeah, I'll get the veggie. Sometimes I just like a cheese pizza. I like the plainness of it. Yep. The the veggies sometimes are a little overwhelming. Okay. I'll get it in a... Okay, hang on. I got to go now, too. I'm going to get the pizza. You you got both mics? I got both mics. Podcast. Beesh. It's time. Time for pizza. No, I just want to talk about the. F- I'll do a Pepsi ad. No, don't do a Pepsi ad. He's right. We can't just hype Pepsi. But he did mention the Mexican cola. Let's say Mexican cola. Yeah. And uh, how they use cane sugar. Can I try one of the garlic fingers? Here, should I just pull it up? Is it better with the sauce? The sauce makes it like a dessert almost. Yeah. Because it's sweet. Yeah. It's oh. kind of a gross thing at first, but then you like. Uh, all right. I'll try it first with the sauce. How did uh, you two find each other, Ben? Me and Paul. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Local friends, I guess. Same friend circle, but hmm. Paul and I were both on the other side of that friend circle, on the outside. And Paul worked at a cafe that I always frequented. And yeah, then, what was uh, the name of that thing? The Sleepless Goat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cooked there, right? Yeah. Paul cooked there? Yeah. yeah. And you went there? I went there, and then mutual friends, and hmm. we were both musicians. and This is great. Slowly discovered that we had a lot in common, and started a band, and then started another band. The band was called Magic Jordan? Yep. What was that band about? What did Paul, that band do? Was Paul, it like PS? Well, well, it was kind of more like Holy Fuck, like a dance punk instrumental with some singing. Yeah, no guitar. Just bass, bass, two synths, and drums. What's your first instrument, Paul? Uh, well, my first instrument is guitar, but then I got serious about the bass. Yeah. And took bass lessons when I was young. Uh, I love the bass, but <clears throat> kind of like it's like kept playing I, and grew up more. Uh, guitar kind of came to the top. Um, but I mentioned earlier about jazz school, like in Halifax, I did. You know, a couple years guitar and a couple years bass. I even had Jerry Ganelli tell me, like, you're a bass player. It's in your soul. And I took that very seriously. But uh, I guess now in PS I Love You, I'm, I'm the guitar player. I mean, I play the bass synth, you know, live. But I don't know. I've always loved the bass. And I, I, I like that Benjamin and, and my, like, our musical union started as a rhythm section. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And I think there's an understanding there that a lot of people don't have in bands. Like, if I was just a lead guitarist and a drummer, I don't think it would be, like, connected in a good way. But we have that history together of, uh, you know, holding it down, basically. A lot of beeping going on outside. Yeah, I don't know what the... Drama. Yeah, the bass player and the drummer have a unique relationship. They're the solid foundation of a of a regular band, so that kind of carried over into PSO Love You, I believe. Why are you pointing that at me? Do you have something Just there? wondering if you need it. No, I need that one. Okay. That sounds interesting. What, do you have perspective on that? Like, Do you feel like you have a particular chemistry because of this dynamic that he's talking about? Yeah. I mean, I think being in that other band is definitely... <coughs> made me and Paul realize that we have a good rhythm connection and a rhythm nation uh, <laughs> connection. <laughs> but like, uh, I don't I, know. I, as far as I understand it, we're, we're all part of a rhythm nation. Yeah. Yeah. It's good with two people because there's less heads and I've been in a few other bands where it's more than two people and it's more frustrating and uh, I don't know. Paul and I just stuck together for so many years just because I don't want to I'm lazy. There's a perception among people who know the band and are friends with the band that in some cases, Ben, you are reluctantly in this band sometimes. Like some uh, yeah. As- aspects of it. As of late, like, I still don't sing live, but I sing backup on our records, and I know I'm kind of holding the band back by not doing that live. It's just really scary. You sing lead on a couple songs on the new record, uh, right? those Yeah, the last one, yeah. yeah. On, uh, at the very end of the record, yeah. That's we, me singing. We did a thing once... Where we were all in Hamilton, yeah, for oh, yeah. Super Crawl, yeah, and there was karaoke after. Yeah, you did Kanye. I did a Kanye West song, yeah. and that seemed to go over kind of well. It was sweet. <laughs> yeah, but you did a Bowie song. Yeah, Bowie is my man, and it was remarkable. I didn't know you had that in you. Yeah, you talk about Chad Van Galen being kind of a Renaissance man. In that moment, for me, you became Mr. Renaissance. Thanks, thanks, Vish. It's pretty remarkable. That's so nice. when you say you're holding the band back by not doing it. Live. Well, I feel like we could, in terms of a live show, it would be something new. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, don't say you're holding the band back. Okay. That's then not I'll, true. I'll stop saying that to myself. Yeah. Don't say that. <coughs> um, <laughs> Paul's not happy that you said no, that. No, that's good. That's nice. I kind of want to know, though, like, when you, what is it about this process? Am I, okay, first of all, I don't know if I'm hitting on something that's accurate or not, but there is a sense sometimes that this is something you do... Oh, yeah, well, you I mean... doing it, but the yeah, whole rigmarole can get think, a bit much. Uh, lately, like, you know, I have a life in Kingston, and I'm kind of an anxious person, so touring was very hard in the beginning, being away from home and my girlfriend and stuff, and uh, uh, in the past year, basically, I've just accepted this as another job, and, like, we're lucky to get to travel the world and play music to people, and... Um, it's pretty wicked. You just know, you have to know how to 
put it in its place and handle it and stay together on the road and you, you know did, communicate you from the road and yeah. keep your life at home together and uh, uh now i'm enjoying being in this band like for real like playing live is not so scary as it used to be and Conce- making music is a lot of fun conceivably you might be singing live perhaps if you get comfortable within the year maybe we talked earlier about the wedge and Mike O'Neill and some yeah, of bud. the people that you admired growing up. Mm-hmm. Who were your kind of were the is he your key influence? Or no, for me, I mean Bowie has been a long Bowie? influence for a long time. Um, I like uh, synth pop now. Like OMD is a big deal for me. But growing up, it was uh, Pearl Jam and Smashing Pumpkins and yeah. Mainstream, mainstream grunge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And what about drumming? When did you, when did you start Oh, drumming? I like... Um, well, I started drumming in high school and then stopped during college. And uh, I also played guitar and stuff at that time, but I didn't get back into drumming until Paul and I started a, a band and kind of relearned how to play the drums. Do you have... Are there people you admire in terms of how drumming? they play? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Stephen Morris from Joy Division and New Order is probably my favorite okay. and most influential at least in my style from the past especially our earlier records what is was it what is it about steven's he's playing? very simple drummer simple not flashy and uh i try to drum like that where it's just you know the groove and like i'm in a band with paul who has a lot to do and a lot of flashy guitar stuff so i don't want to crowd that space and being a simple drummer is easier to be a simple drummer. And I mean, I've always loved music with drum machines too. And that's how our band started because Paul's first EP was all drum machines. And I played live with him and had to kind of replicate that drum machine sound and beats. So like, that's where I come from. Mostly more or less than a live drummer. I'm more interested in drum machines. So when you say simple drumming, I play drums and I, and I, John Worcester recently wrote a really touching uh, uh, tribute to Tommy Ramone. Oh, really? passed away. Yeah. Uh, when he passed away, he wrote this really nice thing, and he talked about the fact that <coughs> it isn't until somewhere through the second album. Yeah. Uh, if you go through the Ramon songs in order, it isn't until like somewhere through the second album that Tommy does the first drum roll on a Ramon song. Oh wow! Well. <laughs> Everything is just so straight yeah. ahead. Is that something you're talking about when you talk about simplicity, just yeah. like keeping things basic? And I mean, I might be, you know, it might scare me to try new things, which has been a common theme in my life. But yeah, I mean. I like keeping it simple because I'm not going to challenge myself enough to try to do a roll or something, you know. But I surprise myself sometimes. So, sometimes Ben's drumming is described as, uh, like, relentless and, like, very, like, forward-moving. Yeah. Like, you just sort of will lay into a beat and just just pound it out, like, really strictly and, and, and hard, and it's... It's really the thing that takes like the songs to that level of uh, uh, I don't know ferociousness that we aspire to live, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I really like it. That's all I want to say. That's nice. Paul's Sounds pretty like good at <clears throat> good playing the guitar. Yeah. No, Paul's an, a fantastic guitar player. Yeah, no. The first time I saw P.S. Probably was a Jimmy Jazz or something. Yeah, probably. Guelph, I remember. I think Rich Coin was opening. Yeah, that's right. And I bought a seven-inch and yeah. something else. I can't remember what else that you sold me that night. Yeah. Uh, probably some great food or food ideas. But anyway, I was just so particularly impressed by Paul, yeah. the guitar playing, 
Paul, you say you started on bass essentially, and that Jerry Grinelli told you you were born to play the bass. But uh, can you talk a little bit about your guitar playing and what what uh, influences this? Because you know, you say it's busy. I don't want to say it's flashy, but well, it's, it's it's a lot of lead playing. Everything needs to be there. Yes, that yeah. Paul does. Paul doesn't do anything that isn't necessary. Yeah, can but you? But there's a lot going on. Can you talk a little bit about you know where that stems from? Who's influenced you and, and your approach to playing in PS? Um, talking about this is where I get kind of boring. It's a boring question on some level. Like mm. I know where this is going. And I don't want to get too technical, but your guitar playing is very noteworthy. Everyone who sees it knows that you're a fucking shit-hot guitar player. Yeah. That's all I want to kind of address. Uh, and Because I, I know you're a modest guy, and I don't want to put you in a weird position. But I'm just curious about this, because I know, and we've talked over the years about influences. I know you're a big Sonic Youth fan. I think you're a dinosaur. Are you a Jay Maskus guy? Yeah. So, and I think I've compared you to Jay Maskus. A little bit. Anyway, I'm just curious who your guys were, who your ladies were, who you liked, mm. and, and where it comes from. I can trace my musical influence back to a single moment uh, when I first heard the song Anesthesia by Metallica, mm. which is a bass solo. Uh, so somehow wanting to be like Cliff Burton, who tragically died too young, uh, set me on a path to just want to play those kinds of melodies that just brought out the kind of feeling that that song brought in me, you know? So that's what I aspire to do. And, like, my biggest guitar playing influence is, like, uh, Jimi Hendrix. And, like, everyone says Jimi Hendrix. But, like, I am really into Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> like, I've spent so much time listening to pretty much everything that ever, he's ever done or been on. You know, bootlegs, you know, excuse me. Like other bands that he's played in before he was his own famous person, and I've watched all of his concert footage that I could find. And Jimmy sorry. was in was Jimmy in Famous Flames? That was his band, like that he had in New York, with right. Jimmy James and the Famous Flames. Right, right, yeah. Um, Is that but the he, one but he also, No, no, no. I also mean like he's on some like Little Richard songs and some Isaac yeah. Brothers songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you could totally hear how his style kind of develops when you listen back to that stuff, but. Um, so is it he is known I mean there's he is a you say it's like a fairly obvious thing to yeah. reference he's known for being technically really amazing but I think those who follow music also recognize that he was a complete innovator yeah like no sure. one had done what he did no and no so when you say you admire him is it primarily is it, obviously technically he was great but do you also aspire to be that inventive or innovative with your instrument uh, maybe innovative. Inventive is an area that I don't know. Um, I don't know how to be inventive with the electric guitar. <laughs> you know, um, the, the my style of electric guitar playing and like most of what electric guitar playing is sort of, I don't know what else there is to invent about that. Um, and for me, like, it all really kind of starts with Jimi Hendrix. I mean, obviously it doesn't, but, like, his whole style of playing, like, he was a lead guitarist, but he was also the only guitarist in the band. And he kind of just would carry a song with the one guitar in a way that, that I truly love and that I try to do myself. And, like, studying footage of him playing, like, what his left, his, 
uh, right hand will be doing on the fretboard, I try to do with my left hand on the fretboard, like playing a lot of chords with like my thumb and like spreading my hand out in unique ways and like just the way he would play chords in this like, weird shape. Uh, maybe it's because he originally learned how to play guitar like upside down, left-handed. Like, like I've learned a lot just technically by just observing <laughs> that. And see, this is where it gets kind of boring when I just go. It's on not and boring. On. No, no, no. It's not boring. I think it's interesting because on one level, I think you say Jimi Hendrix. Even I'm thinking about the fact that when I write this up and for the the accompanying blog post, uh, I always just write <clears throat> very quick. Uh, nods to what has been discussed. So in this case, I'd probably just write Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. And, but you've unpacked a whole thing about Jimi Hendrix that I don't think people would recognize necessarily. Well, just just being the, he's an icon too. Like he's not just a good, like he's beyond a guitar player. He's a cultural icon. Yeah. So uh, I think that sometimes we don't think enough about those people. We just yeah. sort of accept that they existed. Sometimes it's a cultural icon in a way that really annoys me. Like oh. I'm not like, I don't have like a. Uh, a Jimi Hendrix poster next to my Bob Marley flag. Like, I'm not like a dope-smoking hippie. What is next to your Bob Marley flag? <laughs> I don't have a Bob Marley gotcha. flag. I'm just joking. Okay. All but, right. you know, like, that kind of cultural icon, like, uh, you know, I don't have, like, a Forever 27 poster with, like, Jim Morrison and Jazz Joplin and all that stuff. Like, You're not a hippie and you're not... I see what you're saying. You didn't get trapped in the hype of No, it. no, not at all. You actually are looking at this artist in terms of substance. Yeah. And yeah. and I think that is something that's overshadowed by the 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 myth. Yeah. Mythology around yeah. them. And I, I think so I, I know what you're saying. It's, I don't want to have a this isn't necessarily a musician's podcast. Like I'm not going to talk about the chords you played and okay. uh, yeah. and you know arpeggios. Like I just think but I do think it's interesting when you mention Jimi Hendrix what that means. Yeah. Okay, and that and that that makes sense to me though. Like listening to the band, I kind of are you. You have been sort of lumped in probably by people like me for years in sort of indie rock. Yeah, is well, that limiting? Is it, that strange? Is it is limiting? It's strange, but it's also like um. It's also fine. Like I think. Um, like our music is, like as much as we try to make it uh, catchy and fun, like it's it's pretty strange. Mm-hmm. And like I, I'm not a typical sort of vocalist, and I think that's where the indie part comes in, like ha- singing with a voice that's like you're not going to hear on the radio. <laughs> that makes us an indie band, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's this weird middle area of the music world that Paul and I belong to, and you know, we're lucky, we're lucky to be sitting here with you. So, like, I mean. I, you just can't let, forget that that we're lucky to even be in a band and playing shows and making records and doing all that fun stuff. Yeah, in Halifax. I um, I am lucky to be eating this pizza, which rivals Toronto pizza it slices. It's pretty good. It's actually fantastic. The sauce is great. It tastes like a margarita. What, one I thing that mine. one thing that they really get here is like pizza dough. Yeah. And how. Like doughy pizza is actually really good. Like this whole it's, thin crust movement is bullshit. Yeah, it's kind of not yeah. so good. It's a, or it can be good actually. Sometimes I appreciate it, but this is like fantastic. Yeah. I'm gonna keep eating it. I uh, was thinking about for the new album for those I stay, for those who stay rather, for those I stay, which would have been a more interesting title. Thanks for staying. <laughs> for those who stay, and I remember kind of I kind of wrote something up about it and talked about how you gave a great review and exclaim. I Thank think. You. 
Yeah, I, I gave it a nice review. Do you enjoyed it? Yeah, thanks. But do you get reviews where something's off? Like, I wonder sometimes if I was off the mark. I kind of talked a little bit about how hard done by some of the songs sound. They sounded uh, becoming from a place of pain. Um, is that accurate? Or is like, I, And even the title, I wondered what, what it was about. There seemed to be this desperation or regret or something going on. Well, that's just what I draw from, <laughs> I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like um, the burden of being a creative but depressed person like like pain and desperation and those sorts of negative feelings are what end up channeling into the music so it's like the cycle of like the bad vibes that feed the thing that's good you know the good being the music that we do and perform so I don't know like there is like we're not like an emo band I try to I try to remain like I have a relatively mature perspective about you know the problems of my life uh, and then I try to think about how other people can relate to them all our songs are about problems basically when you say depressed I don't know how uh, if, if it's uh, any uh, more advanced than someone else's depression, or do you are you clinically? Well, I can't de- really. I can't really. Uh, uh, can't really speak to that because I don't really know. Like, have, have you been? Do you go to? Is there a doctor? Do you have like? Oh uh, well, I mean, I've I've been diagnosed clinical depressed before. I've you been, have. I've okay. been on medication. I've been hospitalized. Like, but for me, it's just part of my normal life. Like. I didn't know you struggled with this. Yeah, or, yeah, I don't well, mean to even suggest you're struggling. I didn't know that it was, you... It was a bigger issue when I was younger. As I get older, I just... I don't feel things as deeply. That's not a bad thing. It just... It sounds bad, you're but it's m- not. You're mellowing a bit? Yeah, I think so. Uh, ben, does this, how does this impact you? Paul being a bummer. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. I'm a bummer too, man. I think that's why Paul and I became buds is because... We're just quiet and shy, and we know how uh, life can bog you down, but, you know, you got to put your head down and party through. You mentioned that you're shy, and you mentioned that you're... I'm on, yeah, I mean, I'm on meds for anxiety right now, and I guess it's working, but I feel like I've changed my mental attitude towards a lot of things, including being in the band and stuff, so... You know, I uh, I spent more time lying in bed like Brian Wilson did, yeah, than uh, partying. No, I did not know. Th- I mean, uh, what I kind of touched upon in assessing the record was that I just got the impression there was some low self-opinion stuff happening. Not in a Rollins band way, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like not a fun way. <laughs> no, but it did seem like there's a line in one of the songs. It's one of the first songs there, maybe on the record. It's like, I'm sorry, I forgot to do the thing I said I was going to do last week. Yeah. And that to but me... I just try to be funny about it. Maybe yeah. it doesn't come off as funny. No, it's, it's a very funny joke. But then with the way you also phrase it and deliver it, it becomes this anguished thing. Like, it does seem like there's a lot going on with you two. And now I guess I have some insight into it. Yeah. Maybe too much insight. It's kind of more like sarcastic. Like, we know we're not working hard enough. Yeah. And sorry well, about that, but, you know... There's all this other stuff. I that song's know. kind of about a uh, 
<laughs> how like our record label paper bag does a lot of work to yeah get us to where we are yeah and, and uh ben and i like just aren't good at doing stuff a lot of the times so like which is sometimes why people like you have people like paper bag yeah and yeah, yeah people it, that kind of usher you it along works out for the best and like well you know we love the work that they do and we like you know if it weren't for them we wouldn't have records out anyway so but i think uh <coughs> like i i think i said in an email like this is working you know in my mind at least i think i said that to uh our management once in an email discussion and then i thought that's a really funny thing to say because <laughs> it actually sounds like nothing is working there is a there's also a song called bad brain day and yeah. and now that we've delved into it i mean that also now that i think about it really came across as having this cognizance of your own mind working in a way that isn't satisfying for you in some ways yeah i guess so that song is kind of a nod to my girlfriend emma who said that phrase bad brain day at one point and it was just like uh i know i was having a day where i didn't get out of bed and i was feeling shitty and she said like oh it's okay you're just having a bad brain day like, that's the thing that happens and it's not a re I, it's not a reference to bad brains well not specifically no i mean obviously the term bad brain brings up bad brains and like both her and i are both bad brains fans and like the Ramon song where Bad Brains got their name yeah. is like my favorite Ramon song of all oh, time. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's all seeping into that. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. all just sort of, you know, comes, crumbles down through a big filter and then ends up being that song, Bad Brain Day. Right. Yeah. Ben, did you contribute lyrics to the album? Yeah, just the very end, like the last verse or whatever. Of what song? Uh, Hoarders, the very last song. Are you, do you do a lot of songwriting? Uh, no, I'm like, I mean, the way Paul and I work is that he'll write riffs at home or whatever, and then we'll get together and practice, and then I'll write drums and we'll structure songs from there. Uh, lyric writing is a scary thing for me, but with that song, I just had watched like two David Lynch documentaries, so it's kind of like loosely based in Twin Peaks and Loss and Losing My Cat a Year Ago and stuff, so it's all just light and dark and basically david lynch references sorry paul's wiggling the microphone yeah, i'm trying to signal him to, to oh, keep sorry. a firm kung fu grip on there yeah, yeah. thank you Did, what were the david lynch bio, uh, documentaries about just his career like mostly the movies up until like lost highway because when lost highway was there's one that came out when lost highway was uh, to be released that's pretty good but then there's one from the 80s that's up to blue velvet and twin peaks and stuff he's a big deal for you yeah, I like David Lynch quite a bit. And when we were making the record, I was getting more and more into David Lynch. So, I mean, he has, he deals with different dimensions and, like, you know, other worlds. And uh, at the same time, being, like, being scary and funny and, you know, I don't know. He's a fun guy. He is kind of a fun guy. Are you excited about the new Twin Peaks? Yeah, I think... It won't be. It'll probably be better than season two. <laughs> so yeah, Hopefully. I'm excited. I just have to wait till 2016, which I can wait for it. Oh, that's exciting. Well, speaking of the future, I like that there was kind of a gruff dude here a few moments ago, and he leaned over and he's like, "You guys recording a podcast?" Yeah. He knew. He knew what was going down. I just like that he knew it was a podcast. It wasn't just like these. Guys, I guess that, that makes sense. It wasn't <laughs> like, "What are you doing?" He was like, "It could have been for anything." He just picked podcast. It's so pervasive. Have you been on many podcasts? 
Uh, a few, I guess. A couple? I don't, I don't know. know. Well, you and I did one. Yeah, yeah. Like years ago. I feel like I've been on another CBC Dudes podcast. I don't know. That might have been just on the air. It's fun to do these. This is fun. It's very it's free. <laughs> um, what's coming up next for a PS? I love you. Uh, you've This record's been out a few months. Yeah. April or something? No. Uh, July. 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 Yeah. Great. Um, and you've got... You did a. You've mentioned you've done a lot of touring. What's coming yeah. up next? Uh, in late November, we started a tour of Europe with with uh, Royal Alberta Advantage, um, who are some awesome label mates of ours. And uh, then after that, in January, we hit the road with uh, Death from Above, 1979, and Mets. And uh, that's of, that's an awesome lineup. We're really happy to be on it. It's going to be scary touring Western Canada in the winter, mm. but uh, hopefully we survive the, the drives. And uh, um, it's the kind of show where, I don't know, it's like three of the loudest bands, I think, in Canada. Uh, Everyone's going to get a headache, but I think people are going to love those shows. So I'm excited to be part of that tour. Yeah. And uh, in between touring, we're going to try to, like, you know, work on new songs, maybe get some other songs recorded. Like, we have some leftovers from our other recording sessions for... For the for those who stay album and you know I got a lot of other new songs sort of in my head that I'd like to record so yeah we'll just keep moving forward releasing more music playing more shows. Agreed. Got nothing else to do. You guys played a bunch with Mets or you've done some. You We've said played a couple shows with Mets. Yeah, not not so much recently, but yeah. Oh yeah, I did one in Guelph. That was for my charity yeah. thing. That was great. Thank you for doing. We that. played with them in Kingston before too, like years ago. Like, the Mets used to play in Kingston all the time. Our friend Mark would book them, kind of pre Sub Pop uh, Mets. So we yeah, played yeah, with yeah. them back then, in like really small spaces. And, and DFA, like, have you played with Death from Above 1979? We did a tour with them in 2012. Um, just a short tour, kind of around Ontario, Quebec. That's cool. They asked you back. Yeah, it's great. It's actually a great bill. I want to. Is there a Toronto show? No. It's all Western Canada. No, there's like, uh, there's no Guelph, but there's Peterborough and Oshawa. There's like smaller cities, yeah. but no Toronto, no Guelph. I think I'm playing Kingston, Montreal, Ottawa. Toronto on their own. Okay, I'd like to come to one of these shows. Yeah. Maybe I can drive you. <laughs> all Maybe right. you can. You need a driver, right? We probably, yeah. we will. Okay, let's, let's be in touch about that. I'll okay. drive you somewhere. It'll be good. All right, gentlemen, I appreciate the time. This pizza at Randy's was amazing. Really good. Thanks, guys. This was great. Really, really tasty. And uh, is there a song from For Those Who Stay that we can go out on? Let's put Hoarders on. Why not? Hoarders? Hoarders. Last track on the album? Yeah. Hoarders. We already talked about it. Yeah. We don't have to explain it. We'll just play it. Oh, where can people learn more about you? Uh, The internet. Where? What do they do? (laughs) What is the website? Do you got a website? Uh... We do have a website, uh, yeah. psiloveyouband.com. Most most of the action is on the Twitter. Yeah, yeah, you're good on the Twitter. At psiloveyouband, and there's a Facebook as well, and there's a Instagram. You and I go back and forth on Twitter sometimes. I like it. Yeah, it's fun. Very rarely, but it's good. Yeah. Instagram sometimes. I like following you Instagram, on Instagram. Yeah. You did a cool thing where when you were making the new record, you would Instagram little videos of stuff that was going on. Yeah. For the fans. all right well let's uh, go out on hoarders Uh, Paul Ben I like you guys a lot and I want to thank you for joining me on this trek through Halifax thanks Fish we'll talk soon yep
Hey, thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at CFRU.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. 